0: Welcome to the Construction Tech Update. I'm your host, Spencer Powell. And in this podcast, we bring you the latest tech and innovation for the residential construction industry, all in under 20 minutes. Today, I have with me Chris Palantroni. And for over 15 years, Chris has become the thought leader in the home improvement industry. And in 2005, Chris became the co-founder of Modernize Home Services, where he helps people tap into their goals and provide as many resources as possible. Let's dive into the show. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Spencer, thanks for thanks for
1: inviting me, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to dive into it today. And before we get uh, too deep in the weeds on Modernize, I guess, what were you doing before that?
1: Oh my God, and we're dipping in my, my 20s at this point. Uh, <laughs> the other gentleman that started this particular company, we actually all came from a painting company. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of painting internships that kind of flow throughout the country. We were part of Varsity Painting, But there's a couple of others, and so these guys found me at a conference hall at Sonoma State University while I was getting a degree. (laughs) They they talked a good game and said, "Hey, you want to come knock on doors and uh, sell painting jobs?" And it's a good sales
0: pitch. It's like (laughs) totally.
1: So I got mixed up with those guys. We did that for about a year, and then at the conclusion of that painting company, was about time for them to transition, and the the seed was planted for this idea.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Well then, yeah. So how did, how did Modernize like kind of come about or, you know, how did you get involved with that?
1: Yeah. So it really did start in that painting company. And so the way the, the infrastructure was, is there was a vice president of that company whose names was Jason Polka and he is, or was the CEO of Modernize up into the acquisition with Quinn street. And then there was a general manager of that painting company named Gabe Luna. And then under his umbrella is where I came into the play. And so I was a student, not a painter, but we ran kind of like a, a business out of a specific city. So you, you pretty much ran every aspect of a painting company from the knocking on the door to finding the painters to getting the paint and all that good stuff that came with it. I reported up into Gabe and Gabe reported up into Jason. And so those that kind of that triage right there at the conclusion of that year, it was just like a six-month internship. They came to me and said, Hey, we got this great idea we want to start a painting company so that we can fund this other company. We were a different name at that time, but still kind of modernized, if you will. And they said, Hey, we'd love you to come in as kind of a a sweat equity partner. And I was like, Well, that just sounds great. You know, so (laughs) this is probably around 25 when I was about 25. And so that's kind of how we got into this. It wasn't glorious in beginning days, you know, there's no for anybody that started the company. I mean, if you remember back to those days, it was I mean, plyboard desk, rotary phone. I mean, we knocked on doors with our girlfriends who became our wives. Like it was very unglorious for many years. So now, when you see the name and the brand, and it's got some glitz and glam to it, it's great to see the the life of a company continue past the founders. But that's kind of how we got started in it.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I feel like those those early days, like there's so much going on, and you look back on them, and you know, you're like. Man, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so much good in that, but then you're also like grateful to crest past those moments too. So <laughs> for uh, sure, for sure. Yeah.
1: But I will say this, you know, when we started the company, we started out of a bedroom in Jason's house. So to curb some overhead costs, it was a bedroom. Yep. We quickly moved to his basement, and we stayed there for a couple of years. And you know, in a lot of re- reflecting back on the 15 years here, some of the best memories we had. Yep. I mean, we had a ladybug infiltration at one point. We had water <laughs> damage. I mean, just crazy stuff because you're you know you're working out of a basement, if you will. Internet connectivity. You're shoving twelve guys in a basement. Those are some of the funnest stuff. We were very much like family. I mean, we got there before the sun came up. We were there past the sun. We were there with each other on the weekends, and so those were somewhere of the the fonder memories. But yeah, it was a struggle up into the place that we. Officially got a building, and you know had to start giving people holidays off and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like, wait, nobody else wants to work seven days a week, 24. Dude, I, I was like, you're
1: only going to get away with this for so long. Somebody's going to recognize you can't have people work on the fourth of July.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, for those that are maybe listening that don't know too much about modernize, like I guess, just what's the 30,000 foot view? What are you guys? What do you do?
1: Yeah, you know, I playfully like to say it's kind of like Match.com for contracting in a lot of ways, right? I mean, we're a marketplace. You know, mm-hmm. we have many, many people that we service, but the two big ones being homeowners and contractors. And I think the proposition for homeowners is for those homeowners that are looking to remodel their house, but haven't had a, a contractor do that type of work before, or maybe they can't find the recommendation, then we come into play, right? And, and they may lean on our network to say, hey, you know, I, I live in Austin or, you know, Chicago or something, I'm looking for this project. Can you facilitate a connection? And that's really what we do for homeowners. So it's it's to take some of the guessing work out of, Finding reputable local contractors that do that type of work and also streamlining the process to some extent. I mean, I've been in this industry for 15 years and it's still really hard to get people to call you back. There's that proposition for the homeowners. But then on the contractor side of the the business, we're we're marketing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Very specifically, we do digital marketing and generating leads, but we're we're in the marketing bucket. And so without going to all the benefits of that, I mean, we're really trying to broker that marriage, if you will, between contractors looking to grow and homeowners looking to find contractors to do work. It's not always a match made in heaven. Uh, so I, I playfully like to say, you know, kind of like dating, you know, you don't really know where it goes sometimes, right? It could be a marriage, it could be a dismissal at first look. But needless to say, it, it serves that purpose. There's a lot of other things we do as an organization, but the the, the 20,000 foot view is, is match.com for contracting in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's super cool. And I think, you know, a lot of our listeners are in that contracting bucket, you know, and so they're Oftentimes looking for like where do I find more business, find more projects? I guess I'm curious too, because I know there's a few marketplaces out there. Like, where are you guys really strong? Or like what's the, you know, the value proposition do you feel like that you guys bring to the the contractors and that side of it?
1: Where we're really strong is I mean, we're a digital marketing company. So it's not a hundred percent like this, but I would say anything with the click of a button is where we play ball. And and keep in mind that's pretty broad, right? Because sure, yeah, the internet Yeah, (laughs) a click of a button on SEM or a pay per click ad or email marketing. So so there's a lot of variety within that. So but but I would say for any contractor trying to figure out like how do we bring homeowners within to the community, I would say it is digital. But as you just pointed out, that's a pretty pretty wide net, if you will. We have a, a phenomenal team that makes us relevant in newspapers and homeowner, you know more content facing stuff like magazines and whatnot where we can educate them and inspire them because there's more about bringing a homeowner into the community than just hey do you want a job done spencer and can can we send a guy out there i mean that that, that could be some of what somebody needs but in other cases they may be like i need some inspiration you know what I mean? Like I'm looking for kitchens, like, you know, what's the best color or stuff like that? Or, Hey, what's this really going to cost me with a calculator or maybe just some education. So there's some grooming that needs to be done for that. So there's a lot of different ways in which we play bring homeowners in. I would say for a contractor, the value prop is, is pretty simple. You know, if you're looking for ways to grow your business, then we're just, we're another opportunity. And I don't dilute our value, but I mean, there's a lots of opportunities to grow your business as a market, as a contractor, right? There's, Home shows and knocking on doors yeah, as I was a million mentioned. different
0: ways yeah yeah,
1: so so it's there's so many different options. I think what's really when I when I try to aggregate like all the stuff that our contractors say that they like about it, I would say kind of some of the stuff that floats to the top is there's so much transparency in what we do. That unfortunately doesn't work for everybody. It, it kills them to see them buy a lead that may not turn into a job, and and there's some frustration in that, right? Yeah. Like, Man, that was twenty dollars. There it goes. Um, <laughs> but but for those guys that are seasoned at marketing, they understand that like that transparency is actually a really good thing in a lot of yeah. ways. Whereas a billboard, you know, there's some upfront cost, and you're not sure what you're going to get. And I'm not saying billboards are bad. I'm just saying there's a difference in the dynamic with it. So the things that are nice is it's really transparent. It's very scalable. And if you really pay attention to the recipe, and this is probably the biggest thing that contractors should pay attention to, is every form of marketing has very specific tactics that, if deployed, will get the most out of that form of marketing. We're not making up the tactics. You know what I mean? Like billboards don't make up the tactics. Like the tactics are what they are. We learn from those things. And I think for those contractors that are willing to learn the recipe, the algorithm to it, it's a beautiful thing because it's really predictable. And it's why we represent so many big brands and they do so well Is they understand, hey, for every hundred leads I put in, if I treat it like this, I get a very, very systematic. It's like a factory, right? It's like raw product goes in the factory and the factory accounts for a certain waste I mean, you try to minimize that, but you account for it, and then on the outside of it, what you get is you get a very standardized product. It doesn't mean you don't get waste because there is waste in all sort of production lines. But what it means is that it's 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 you can calculate it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you can think of it like that, I think you're empowered as a contractor. And I would say the biggest value proposition is as old as we are as an organization, and this industry has been around. There's like a million contractors in in the country. And there's a tiny percentage that play ball at this form of marketing. Yeah. And so for those that have figured it out, I mean, it's, I mean, they're, they're doing really well because it's not as noisy of a marketplace as maybe like a a home show where there's 10 window companies in the same home show. So there's some different stuff for that. But analytics is one of the things a lot of companies like because of that transparency that there's a lot of data behind it. And the team we work with, I mean, these people are just, I mean, the product is where we make our money, but it's really the know-how to work the product. That is really the greatest value to these guys. Because the people we have managed, including myself, I mean, we've just been doing it for so long. I mean, I was telling a sales rep earlier today, I mean, we must have had 30 million leads go through our door yeah, in the last like decade. That's a lot of You'll leads. learn
0: a lot through that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super cool. And I love the kind of the comparison to the factory because I think whatever channel you do, there's going to be waste, you know? So just the transparency and and just... Being okay with that and recognizing, like, yeah, not every lead that comes through this channel is going to be the perfect lead, and that's okay. I just need to figure out what is my total spend and does that work with my model and my margins and all the, the other details. So, I appreciate uh, that. I guess in thinking about you said work with some big name brands, but then you know you scale up and down. You know, do you have a sense of like? Who is this a good fit for? Like, you know, residential construction's huge. Like, are you a good fit for everybody, or, or do you find that like certain types of companies get more value out of it?
1: That's a really good question. It's actually a question I get asked by a lot of people that we hire as well, mm. right? People that are coming in as account managers or salespeople are like, well, who does this work for? Yeah. So I'll tell you the same thing I would tell them. It's actually not the size of the company. I used to think that, right? Bigger companies, they tend to have more processes. A kind of. You can make the argument that they got bigger based on better processes and whatnot. It's not the company that has the most tech. It's not the VC funded company. It's not the $100 million company. The companies that do the best in this type of programs are the scrappy companies. It's the one thing we can't research that dictates ultimate success is the way people think.
0: Yeah, the mentality on how they approach leads and and all that kind of stuff. And I've
1: been using this a lot this week. So I'm going to (laughs) just tell it to you. I remember being at a seminar years back for. Roofing manufacturer. And I was sitting in an audience. I was much younger at that point. So this wasn't uh, I didn't have this at my disposal at the moment, but somebody asked me a question very similar, like, how can you guarantee our success buying your leads? And I was like, Man, like that's a good question. Like, how do I do that? And so I on the spot, I was like, you know what, for, for anybody in this audience that that started their company was part of that process, please stand up. And I said, for all of you guys, when you started your company, I was like, please take a seat if somebody guaranteed that your company would be successful when you started it. Like, just go ahead and just take a seat down. And like, but if nobody guaranteed your success, please keep standing. And obviously nobody sat down, right? Because nobody yeah. guarantees the success of a company. And my point was, is like, look, you believed that if you connected these dots, that it would work out for you. That if you put this together with that together and this rotary phone with that plyboard desk and da, 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 next thing you know, emergence would happen and here's your business. And I was like, well, you know, that's the same thing with leads, we're not trying to strike people out. We're at a home run derby contest. Like I'm trying to pitch you strikes. You know, I mean, not all of them are like that. So there's always a bad pitch, but but the thing that we can't research is the mentality of the owners. And so I literally kid you not, Spencer, it's it's the most eye-opening thing. We have several companies that are like four million, five million dollar companies that 50% of their business comes from our product you know, $5 million companies Amazing. that do 10 million in sales and we're half their business. And like their performance out of that size of an organization is so superior than their competitor who we work with as well, who could be a $200 million company with like every gizmo gadget you could possibly man. And we know this because we visit these guys. Yeah. Right. And so we look at it. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? Like this guy's got like nothing and this guy's got everything. And it's it's the scrappiness because mm-hmm. there's a number of people out there. And I mean, you know, it. it's like, dude, I'm gonna make this work. Like, Hey, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. And it just changes their approach to everything. It doesn't mean they don't hold our feet to the fire. But what it does mean is that they approach every situation as a, as a, as something that can be solved as like, I know that there's a way to do this. And it's that approach that creates a real partnership. Yeah. So yeah, when you I ask like that. what makes it work, I know it's really cliche to say, but it's the mindset. It's like, if you think you can, who am I to tell you it can't? But at the same time, if you think you can't, who am I to stop you? Like, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: All we do is just try to take the I think I can people and make sure they clearly understand like what we see as the recipe based on best practices. And then we just try to identify where there may be some gaps in what they're currently doing versus what they should be doing. And just make sure that they're on the same page with that, right? Hey, Spencer, you don't have to change your process, but based on what we've seen, we might want to pay attention over here because this could be a little bit of a trip up as we start getting going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, I love that answer because I feel like it has a business lesson in there too. It's not just with leads. It's like, you know, when you, you described the early years, like you're scrapping it, you're working around the clock, like you're in it together. And then like at some point, some of that I think fades, but I think the good companies, like they hang on to as much of that as they can and they stay scrappy even at a bigger level. And it looks different and you have more resources, but you're still, it's the mentality to your point. So I really, I really like that. If somebody wants to learn more about you guys or go check you out, what's the best or easiest way to do that?
1: Oh, God, the, the best way to do that, you probably just hop on. I mean, I, I think for any homeowner out there, modernize.com is a great resource too. it really is a resource center for both homeowners and contractors. So I would I would direct him to that. But you know, we make ourselves accessible on almost any platform. So if you're a Facebook person, or if you're a LinkedIn person, or you want to go directly to our website, I mean, we really do try to make it so that we'll meet you on your terms. So I would say there is no one best place. It's, you know, where. Whatever you feel most comfortable, you're going to find us there. I mean, we're a pretty big brand at this point, but modernize.com is a, a sure
0: a sure way to make sure that you connect, whether you're a contractor or a homeowner. Cool, cool. And then I'm always curious too, what's the future look like for you guys? You know, you've come mm-hmm. a long way, but I'm sure you're not where you want to be. And so, yeah, what's what's on the horizon?
1: Really fun stuff. I mean, I'll, I, I can't give a peek into to everything, but I can say this and it's public knowledge. I mean, we modernize was acquired by Quinn Street. Last year, just a little over a year ago, they've kept the modernized brand, and so that's the flagship brand within the home improvement space. Guys, we're in a four hundred billion dollar plus market, and there is no def- defined leader. And so, right now, we're we're we've got our sets our sights set on being a much larger company. But I would say more meaningful to the homeowner and to the contractor is we're finally at a place where we really, really get to flex our marketing dollars and our resources to make a better service for the homeowner. And so we really like invested a lot of resources into our brand promise, which is really our commitment to the consumer. Consumer being homeowner and contractor, right? And so better pros, better homes. So that's kind of like our promise to them. And and what homeowners will, will see, and this is, I know, a little bit of a generic statement, but what we try to do is we look at the friction in the process. There's a lot of friction in buying something, especially in home improvement, right? I mean, just think of, (laughs) it's on not like I gotta <laughs> find, yeah, I got I to gotta find somebody for this, right? So there's friction in just, well, how do I find that? Oh, how do I know what the cost is? How do I know what I need to know about that process? And like, there's a lot of pieces to that. And so... We do have to look at the consumer side of things and the contractor side and provide better marriages. And so we really are finally at a place where we have, I don't want to say a blank check to do so because senior leadership might not like me saying that. Uh, But we have a lot more resources to really invest into the future of the organization um, and make it easier for homeowners to find us and do a better job of connecting the right contractors. And I'd say for all the contractors that we work with, do a better job of delivering higher quality leads. Um, and giving you better tools to to work those leads in the customers. Ultimately, that will just facilitate more requests and obviously drive costs down for the contractor as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, no, that sounds exciting. And I'm sure there's plenty of other things, like you said, that you can't talk about, which I totally understand. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining me today. This was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, Spencer. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Construction Tech Update. Go check out Modernize, and we will see you next time.